Hello and welcome to the Bundaberg Now podcast, brought to you by the Bundaberg Regional Council. I'm your host, Genevieve Lyons, and today on the show, we bring you an Anzac Day special. Royal Australian Navy World War II veteran George Maver is the guest of honour at Council's Anzac Day service being held in Anzac Park on Sunday. George was born in Brisbane in 1927 and joined the Royal Australian Navy as a reservist in January 1945. He was just 16, but told the authorities he was 17 to ensure he'd be able to enlist. He then posted from the reserve to the permanent naval force in 1947. His first ship was the HMAS Echuca, and he's probably one of the last stokers who shoveled coal on a ship still alive today. George also served on the HMAS Penguin, HMAS Albatross, and even travelled as far as the Antarctic. After World War II, he served in the Korean War aboard the HMAS Murchison and was on board the HMAS Anzac while the ship operated under the Far East Strategic Reserve. Now at 92 years old, George has lived in Innes Park for the past 30 years and spends his spare time playing the bagpipes and reflecting on his amazing career at sea. Adele Moore sat down with George to ask about his time serving and what Anzac Day means to him. So George, thanks so much for having a chat with me today. I hear you're the guest of honour at the upcoming Anzac Day service. Can you tell me what Anzac Day means to you? Well, Anzac Day means uh, the loss of my uh, uncle in First World War and my father got wounded over there. And then it also reminds me of my brother who was in World War II, the uh, same as myself and my father, sort of. Yeah. There's a big family history there. So there is. Uh, my dad was a Scotsman, who was, uh, but they came to live in Australia, and uh, then that was it. Yeah, yeah. So um, can you tell me a little bit about your time while you were serving? Well, the first time uh, when I joined the navy, uh, I put my age up because the. It was a common thing to do. Most young fellas did that, you know, when the Japanese were sort of advancing towards Australia. And uh, then I trained just down outside of uh, Melbourne, a place called Crib Point. Uh, actually, that's the first ship I was ever on. I picked that up in Darwin, and we worked out of Darwin around uh Indonesia and those sort of things. Then we went over and took the surrender from the Japanese uh, in a place called Koh Pang. In, uh, and that's enough for that. <laughs> so I, how old were you when you first enlisted? 16. 16, but yeah. you told them you were 17? Yeah, you couldn't join unless you were 17. Okay, yeah. Okay, and what year was that, do you remember? Top of your head? Uh, 1944. Right, so we were right in the thick of things. Oh, yes and no, you know, sort of you had good times and bad times, you know. Yeah. So um, what was your first role in the Navy? I was a second-class stoker. Uh, but when I when I, I went to, when I left uh, Flinders Naval Depot, uh, I had to go up via a troop train from Adelaide up to Darwin. And Darwin was still under military rule then. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
my ship wasn't ready, so uh, the chief stoker there put me uh, on a uh, on a tug, and it was a coal burner. So mm-hmm. I was shoveling coal, and that was my real first job in the navy. So a stoker is quite literally stoking the. Fire. Those days, yes. Yeah. Well, it was very soon after that I joined. Uh, my ship came in, and it was an oil burner. Okay. So from then on, I was on oil burners. Okay. What were you doing on the oil burners? Uh, well, uh, basically. Uh, clean the sprayers, uh, which is where the oil goes through, uh, and uh, and general maintenance, uh, oil the the, uh, the the pumps uh, that we use for the put the water into the boilers and that, uh, and also uh, uh, using the pumps, you know, that drove the oil in, into the boilers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, I guess you would have gone all around the world on ships? Uh, no, I sort of, uh, after the war, I went over and sort of uh, went to the war in Korea uh, and then sort of uh, after that I was in what they called the Malayan Strategic Command where we were sort of around when Malaya was playing up and that. Okay, so that was during the Korean War? After the, that was, they called it the Malayan Strategic Command. Okay, I know war is not a great time, but did you have some good memories and was there good camaraderie? I had good friends uh, and sometimes, you know, you lost your friends. Uh, But uh, mainly sort of uh, uh, things weren't all that bad, sort of. Yeah, I guess on the ship you were sort of away a bit from the main action, or how? Did yeah, well, see, small ships uh, like that one there, you know, what they're not very big. Uh, few of them were built in the on the in the small dockyards, like a few built in Maryborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, none here because you didn't have the depth of water. Okay. Yeah. For the. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, any good memories you'd like to share? Any moments from your time serving? That oh, not really. You know, sort of. Uh, only friends I I had there. That, uh, well, there's not many around now. Sort of. Uh, I'm, you know, ninety three, and so yeah. makes a difference. Um. So after the war and after your time in the navy, you've continued sailing. Can you tell me about some of your adventures? Well, actually, I went to work at, at the dockyard, at the Garden Island dockyard. Uh, and then uh, in my spare time, I, I, I lived on the water uh, where sort of uh, my kids all sailed. So we started a sailing club for them. And, and then I started to sail. After that, I started sailing with yachts. Mm-hmm. And so and I'd done a, uh, about eight or nine Hobarts, you know, sort of. So the Sydney to Hobart race? Yeah. Yeah. Great. What was that like? Some rough, some calm. <laughs> yeah, got a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, are you still sailing? No, no. I had a trailer sailor here. My son came up to live here and built had a house built, and it's only just around the road there. And he took the trailer sailor around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what I, do you do in your spare time now? Not a heck of a lot, love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I practice my bagpipes, so I sort of... How long have you been playing the bagpipes? Uh, when I was about 80, I started okay. up here. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a teacher. Nobody wanted to take me on because I was too old, I thought. <laughs> and I'd never do it, so... But I found a lady, uh, Annette Tarvitz. She's in the band here. And so she agreed to take me on and teach me there. Great, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess there's yeah, always time to learn something new. Um, so with Anzac Day coming up, what what's your involvement in the ceremony? I'm the guest of honour for the Lord Mayor and I'm up and I take take the salute at the stand. Yep. When the when they all march past. Have you done something like that before? Never, ever in my life. That's not my role. My role is sort of back in the backlocks. Yeah. So what do you usually do behind the scenes? Ah, uh, well, last year I played my pipes out the front here. Right. Well, it'll be a beautiful morning, and I'm glad you're going to be part of it. I hope so. I sort of, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> I've, as I say, I've never done anything like that. Heidi Mason is a part of the events team at Council and also spoke to Adele about the range of services being held for Anzac Day across our region. All right, Heidi, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Can you tell me a little bit about the Anzac services that are um, being held over this weekend? Yes, so uh, Anzac Day is this coming Sunday, the 25th of April, and you'll see Anzac Day services and um, both Dawn and Civic services held right across the region from Jinjin right through to Childers. Great, and Council's leading the one at the Civic Centre? Yes, that's right. So Council um, holds the Bundaberg Civic Service in Anzac Park, um, which commences at 8.30 on Sunday morning. So I spoke to George Maver, um, who's our guest of honour at the service. Uh, Why is it such a special role to have him along? Yes, so um, Council invites a guest of honour every year. It's normally recommended by the RSL sub-branch and um, Mr George Maver, uh, who's a World War II Navy veteran, has been um, invited to be guest of honour this year. It's a really um, special, I guess, honour for him. Um, He's representing all serving and ex-service members on the day and alongside the Mayor is invited to take the salute. Oh, perfect. Well, he's certainly had a lot of stories to share. So what can people expect at that um, service? So our service um, involves a a parade as well as a commemoration service that starts um, after that parade has completed. Uh, The parade marches off down Bourbon Street through to Barolan Street and into Anzac Park. And then once all of our guests are seated, the service starts. Um, You'll see that wrap up by no later than uh, 10 o'clock. Okay, great. Uh, So will everyone be marching like a, a, I should say, normal Anzac Day march or is it a limited capacity? Yeah, um, everyone is welcome to march and we have sent that invitation out to all of our community organisations, representative groups and schools. Uh, We did, because of COVID restrictions this year and social distancing requirements, we did ask um, those organisations and schools just to limit their numbers a little bit wherever possible. Great. So that's going to be a special appearance um, flying overhead on Anzac Day as well. Can you tell us about that? Yes, we actually will have a couple of special appearances. So Council has contracted some fly pass for throughout the region. Uh, we will have Ross Parker um, piloting a World War II Wirraway and also the Defence Force have kindly agreed to um, do some fly pass as they travel up the coast to Gladstone and they'll be flying past in an FA-18 Super Hornet. 
Wow. Do you know what time people can expect to see them? Um, so the We're Away will coincide with all the service times throughout the region. And but around 11.30, um, their Super Hornet will be flying past the coast. So that's one of those planes, if you blink, you'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess you won't miss hearing it, though. No, that's Are right. They're going to be flying pretty low. Uh, yes, they they are normally, especially the wear away. They they will usually do a couple of um, turns over each service location. Yeah, fantastic! Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Where can people go to find out more about the services throughout the region, um, the dawn services, and everything? Is that all compiled somewhere? It is. So you can find a digital program online at whatsonbundaberg.com.au. Uh, you'll also see them in the local uh, council administration centres and libraries throughout the region as well. Great, so they can pick up a hard copy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, great. Okay, well, we'll see everyone on Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's Anzac Day podcast. Join me again next week for more stories from across the region. Bye for now.